Today I had to stay home from work, right? Because oh. of uh, you know, you know, of childcare reasons for the COVID shit, right? So I, I, I had to mm-hmm. do you know the remote learning stuff along with uh, my real work and stuff. So you know, the kids go unsupervised for a little while, mm-hmm. right? While I'm doing my real work that actually pays me money instead of the fulfilling parenting work, you know. Um, Word, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough to say, right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm working, not yeah. working one job, but I am working. Exactly. So yeah. I was pulling a daddy daycare. I was doing like a double duty, right? Where so you know what? yeah we've all seen daddy day yeah which yeah. is a good movie <laughs> uh, but uh so yeah so you know um i'm over here you know just working whatever so hours later right i'm going into the kitchen to get them some water so i noticed there was like this slushy like water in their freezer i'm like okay great it's a fresh bottle of water that's frozen let me let me drink this shit because i'm thirsty oh so mm. i take a nice big swig of that shit and it kind of has like the aftertaste of vodka and i'm like what the fuck is this shit so i go straight to my son because i know he's the one that's been watching all these do-it-yourself stuff and prank shit videos right and i'm Uh like grayson what did you put in this water and my daughter automatically screams out hand sanitizer and i'm like fuck Right, so, <laughs> so I'm like, I took a big swig of that shit. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm so glad I'm an adult that actually did that. If that was one of them that actually like took a swig of that, that would have been fucking a disaster. Uh, yo, a god. disaster. Their their little it's, bodies could take the hit, dude. Oh my god, oh, d- man. D- Ugly, I'm a big dude. I'm like, um, why does this have an aftertaste of like cheap vodka? It was Ooh. fucking hand sanitizer. Fucking prank videos, dude. There's fucking kids on the internet. That's yeah. what, oh, man, dude. That was, <laughs> and then they're cracking up. And I'm like, yeah, you know. You know, to your kid, it is funny, though. Yeah. I'd be dying. Yeah, of course. It's like, ah, <laughs> you know why? You know, because I actually drank it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> His prank actually worked, so. You know, they were happy. They got their fucking jollies off, you know, <laughs> off of daddy's like swig of hand sanitizer water. But uh, with that, man, welcome, folks, to episode, what What, what are you up to, 32? Right? Uh, no, 33, shit. right? This is 33. Yeah, yeah episode 33. 33 of the official Corpse Feed podcast, The Morgue. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez at comicbook.com. Howdy, Tex. Howdy, howdy everybody. How you doing, Arturo? I am good, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face, and welcome folks uh, to uh, episode 33 of The Morgue, and we are going to chit-chat all night about Alien, mm-hmm. the Alien franchise, um, fucking all of them. I have literally spent fucking hours of my life <laughs> in the last two to three days watching yeah. the entire franchise um, from Alien... Aliens, Alien 3, um, Alien Resurrection, uh, Prometheus, mm-hmm. and Covenant. So let's get into it since we have a lot to fucking talk about over here. Um, we're going to start with uh, the Ridley Scott story, right? Because that's pretty much honestly the core. 
the, the focal point of the Alien franchise. But mm-hmm. what's funny to note is um, off the bat, I noticed um, when I was watching Alien that he didn't write it. He didn't write it. Yes. Um, yes. He didn't really do anything for the story. He was the director, which yes. brings everything to a nice light. And in, in that hindsight 2020 thing, you know, be like, ah, that makes sense in terms of everything. So let's start off with Alien. Tex, what did you think of, uh, of Alien? I, I know you saw it recently for the first time in a while in its entirety. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, let's it's, it's like, it was like Hellraiser in the fact that like, uh, you know, you know me outside of this, I don't really like go to horror specifically. Yes. Like, yeah, when I rewatch things or even watch things, like I'm like, I don't choose horror a lot of the time at first instinct. You know, but of course, uh, understandable, yeah, understandable yeah. too. You know, because once because once you watch it, you know, you know what happens, you know how it unfolds. You're good. You know. Yeah, yeah. So like, so this show has given me reason to go back and actually watch these things for. Yeah, so it's the same situation. I haven't seen it since shit. Probably the first time I've seen it. Like, um, I remember most of it so well, but like the first time I had to have been, I think, senior year of high school that I first saw it. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Because you, know, you know, like most of us, I was just hanging out in a buddy's house, and his. His stepdad had like a sh- like he was it was he, his dad or his stepdad ruled because he was like a he was a drummer so he was like getting stoned all the time drumming he had like a whole studio set up <laughs> yeah nice and then and in there he had a TV and like a shitload of fucking movies so like um, that's where I saw like Anchorman for the first time nice uh, shit like uh, Monty Python. Um, and the Holy Grail saw that for the first time there. That's a good one as well. F- fucking a uh, bunch of all the Mel Brooks stuff. That's the first time I saw all that in like senior year of high school, and and like horror. So like Alien, and uh, I remember really liking it back then. But um, now that I'm watching it now, there's a lot of details that I I really didn't remember. But like now as an adult and is watching this like like we said before like critically. Like, kind of like, like not only to watch it, but like kind of dig in and see what it's trying to say. Yeah, to analyze it, to break it down in depth, you know, because, um, yeah, just as you, like, I saw, I first remember seeing Alien and the, you know, and the images of Xenomorphs and the awesome uh, Lieutenant Ripley, uh, a long time ago. I remember the toy Mm -hmm. commercials. Remember the toy commercials? Yes. When Aliens, especially when Aliens came out. It was Aliens. It was part two, dude. It was part two because the first one didn't have any fucking toys. Yes, that I know dude, of. It, yes. But because obviously, money, dude. Because obviously yeah. Aliens 2 was under the direction of James Cameron, um, mm-hmm. the mastermind behind the Terminator universe, um, there was some knowledge of licensing um, going on there, which yes, was great. Yes. Um, and I remember the toys and the commercials, and it was fucking great because the movie obviously is a great fucking movie, and it's it's not for kids. It's, it's a violent movie. It's very gory, mm-hmm. um, the language and all that stuff, the content, and they had fucking action figures. That's why I love the '90s so much, dude. Uh, yeah, we had we had action figures of like, uh, yeah, there was RoboCop, and oh, yes, and, and Terminator and Predator, and Predator. And Alien, yeah, like all these rated Spawn. R movies. You don't see rated R, you know, like like movies these days getting toys. Only pop figures, maybe. Dude, if that. yeah, at the most. Yeah. yeah so I definitely, um, you know, as a little kid, um, I definitely remember those toys and those commercials for that movie um and i would 
I remember uh, seeing bits and pieces of the original, especially the, the Chesper scene, and seeing mm-hmm. the parody of that in Spaceballs, right? Oh, yeah. um, so, um, you know, seeing the parody of that in Spaceballs actually made me more curious as to the original growing up. And I was like, oh, shit, you know what? Let me see again. I remember this is from Alien. Let me go watch it again. And then I kept watching it again and again. And again, and then it just turned out to be one of my favorite movies. And mm-hmm. I just watched it again the other day. I believe it was, uh, um, if not yesterday, the day before. And it still holds up. And oh you, yeah, you still see all now. You see all the little details yes, um, that yes. went into it in in terms of story, in terms of filmmaking, in terms of cinematography and sound and. And, and cast and acting like the whole fucking package um it's just really well done and executed and on top of that it's it's sci-fi horror and it's done at a, a very elite level in terms of it, it's done at a halloween level where it's using the actual sp- uh, atmosphere around it and the tension around it to start building this kind of bubble that's growing uh, and then that y- you get immersed into it. So it uses the thriller aspect very well and yeah. I think that's why it, it really holds up because of that tension that um, Ridley Scott and, and the other filmmakers were able to, uh, to build in the movie. Yeah, I completely agree because it's it, there's there's so much that like I I want to say that the sequels didn't I, I don't want to say improve on like that's, I I don't know that's tough like, it's, that's really tough because I've just seen all the sequels and right. and Aliens by itself is so different from the first one in terms of just yeah. tone that that it's all it's a different kind of species you know what i mean yeah, it's like a it's a it's, it's a different a, it, it's movie. an action movie you know what i mean yeah, it's, it's, it's an, a, an 80s action movie yes i was gonna say it's like uh it's like terminator yeah dude like, oh my god yes yeah because terminator my, 2 more action just to yeah. get it out of the way because i have that in my notes that i think um, yeah yeah that, let's because yeah, we're talking about aliens yeah exactly we'll, that, we'll be dig- hopping through these we'll all be throughout. jumping around everywhere and i think um so a good uh, a good part of aliens is all the detail that goes into the world and and james cameron mm-hmm. obviously is a mastermind of that and how crazy is it that the aliens world resembles like you know what we see in Terminator 2 when we see uh like uh like all the freedom fighters you know fighting mm-hmm. in the future it resembles like even the the actual moving vehicle that they go on their little you know their army vehicle oh, no shit right yeah. that looks like yeah. a Terminator 2 vehicle dude and it's crazy how they can live in the same space even but that's just James Cameron doing James Cameron wonders you know because um, it doesn't happen with the other movies um, yeah James Cameron has built this world for this story of aliens that um it really works very well to his um you know his his awesome you know directing skills because you know he's it's not just throwing you the action but it's throwing you a cohesive story along with all the action which is you know it's super hard to do because even today you'll see tons of movies that have action have a shitty story or have story Mm -hmm. or or and it's and it's kind of boring you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Aliens, man, Aliens, it, it, it took it up a notch. We thought the um, the thrill 
and that tension in part one was gonna go away because of the action it wasn't like james cameron was also able to build that tension because the action was able to kind of uh help that you know like it's um yeah it it, he was able to build um all this suspense because of the action around and what was going around every time like shit was going down and the fucking whole place was going to go down the music was perfect the action like like shots were perfect you see them like like fucking zooming out of that place in that fucking humvee Mm -hmm. like thingamajigger and you felt that so it um it it resembles the original in terms of suspense you know what i mean in terms of thrill um in terms of um antagonist but aliens i think definitely is a thing of its own like it was it it, you know it reminds me of it reminds me of the evil dead remake right where where it was able to work in this same universe right like using kind of the same antagonist and the same kind of ideas of characters and just upping it up and amping it up like fucking like 10 times because with a lot more action and uh that's why aliens i think is just also holds up too because it uh it has the action and the fun and the entertainment aspect to it. Whereas the original one, man, it's a slow burn, yeah. but it's, you don't really feel it. You know what I mean? Uh, once you get into it, you don't, in my opinion, you don't feel that heft because there is a good portion of it where it's just like them finding out, oh, great, we got to go over here and check this yeah, shit like, out. It, it's, it's like a, it's, it's kind of just like a space adventure movie. Yes. More than more than anything. Yes. You know, because it, it's these space pirates. Like, exactly. Space like bounty like they're like garbage work like um no, not they're not like sanitation or anything. No, they're they like, like a, um it's like junk or Yeah, they work on a freighter. Like, right. Yeah. Because the Nostromo is like um a freighter ship for um, you know, the Utani whaling company, right? So right. um they they don't specify exactly what they do, to be honest with you, and I don't remember. Even watching all these movies, I don't remember exactly what their thing was, but they were qualified enough to be sent to search and rescue. You know what I mean? Right, yes. Uh, search and retrieve and all that stuff. And also, you know what's funny? Also, that 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 brings up a good point. Like, um, it's funny how in all these, like, space horror movies or just kind of sci-fi movies, a lot of them, like, everything's so kind of dirty and very clunky and... uh and it's just right, so, it's right. so weird. Like, and you have like movies like Sunshine, um, and like other space movies where everything's so shiny and new, and it looks like it's you know it looks like it was built in in that time period. But then you have you know the Alien series, the entire Alien series, um, and like like Event Horizon and movies like that, and um, Pandorum. Uh, right. Everything looks so kind of like. Like fuck! Like everything looks so old. And yeah, I guess I guess when you do space horror, like I, I'm guessing it it, it adds to that kind of weirdness, that unknown shit. Because like, look at look at Prometheus, and look how like clean cut everything yes, is. Exactly. And, yeah. And you know yeah. how it just it just doesn't quite hit right. Yeah, and we'll get there down the line for sure because that has a big deal to do with it. Um, it, it right. It's very, very flashy. And and I guess like uh, I guess that's where like that goes back to um, the horror aspect of it because it's so dark and dingy. Uh, like the Xenomorph stuff works, you know, because we only get it for like like they 
it's it's exactly like Hellraiser. Like going back to another conversation where it's I thought the Xenomorph was in it for far longer than it is. Like how long do we get at it? Maybe like on screen at the most, like ten minutes in uh, I think. in part one. Yeah, uh, the first one. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right because if you think about it, the entire kind of chunk in the middle there was the whole um, um, extraction of Kane and the chestburst yeah. scene, right? And yeah, then, it's it's them figuring out that there's something weird in the first place. Yeah, and then the, um, after the chestburst scene happens, it's the hunt. And right. then they're looking for this alien creature. And then we see little kind of quick kind of glimpses of it here and there. But we don't really see it in its full kind of force pretty much until the very end mm-hmm. sequence where we see it in, you know – and its entirety kind of like laying out is, you know, pretty much like like using the shit like a hammock, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah. but you're right that we don't get it a lot. But again, it's like the, uh, the Invisible Man, right? You don't mm-hmm. see it a lot, but goddamn, it's always there, you know? Yes. Like the threat is always there. And that's and that's a testament to the filmmakers, like, you know, f- from story to the Ridley Scott and, you know, his genius yeah. behind, uh, you know, the shots and uh and the use of yeah, silence in the movie as well is fucking great. Yeah, because if it was if it was too shiny, it wouldn't work. Like we wouldn't have a franchise on it now. No, yeah, like, you're right. Uh, if, if the ship didn't look kind of like that's the thing. Like it, if the ship looked too good, or if it like you know you you know how Star Wars hits because it, it kind of looks kind of like it has some bunk, right? Yeah, but also like Star Wars has a bunch of nice silhouettes on their ships though. Like even like in right. like in like you can you, you can tell what an X wing is or a Star Destroyer or the Death Star or anything like that. You know what I mean? But in this one, for example, everything's very it's uh it's not very iconic looking, but it's clunky, like you said. Like it's very square and boxy, you know. Right. But also, um, like unlike Star Wars, these ships are um I don't know. It's uh it's weird. Like uh, for instance, uh the shape of the Nostromo. It's a very odd looking ship. Um, I'm not sure if you remember it. It's uh, it has those oh, like domes no. on it and stuff. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's it's an odd looking ship, and the only real kind of silhouette that remains in this alien universe, I think, is a uh, ship from Prometheus. You know, the the alien ship, you know, that croissant, you know, the flying oh, croissant. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, it's it's wild how everything is so like dingy. And you know what's also wild is like how mm. all these dudes who look like uh, you know your regular you know like cable guy or you know like fucking sanitation worker they're like on ships over here like scientists you know it's weird how you see certain like uh, sci-fi movies where there's like a science group you know like there's a uh, specified geniuses pretty much on board you know flying the ship and over here you have like what is now you know like a blue collar job you know it's mm-hmm. uh it's crazy how the evolution of um of sci-fi movies and just space movies are how like space jobs are just blue collar jobs now you know it's like these guys just right. like oh yeah let's go get these fucking it's like oh, let's go see what the company wants that that way at least i can get my money i can get my shares you know it's uh it's wild you know how like like today like in reality you got to be a genius to go to space right Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like they got space jobs out there you know these people haven't even seen earth in like forever that being said um the story of 
Alien. And uh, it's a story of uh, of Ripley. Mm-hmm. Uh, just watching all of the movies, it's really about Ripley. And uh, what, uh, n- except for obviously Prometheus and Covenant. But um, Aliens 1 through 4 is the story of Lieutenant Ripley. It just so happens that these xenomorphs, like I was saying before, they play a role of like the Invisible Man. You don't see them much, but you know they're always there, and you don't know when they're, when they're going to strike. And they do a really good job of that in the first movie. It really kind of, as like we mentioned, we don't we don't see it a lot. You know, it's not a very prominent figure as like a Freddy or a Jason or even a Michael. You know, mm-hmm. um, so even when you see it, it um, it's so just the design that that Geiger yeah, um, provided. It's very yeah. cool, man. And it's fucking, it's just creepy. It's always oozing. It's always so shiny and moist looking. The use of lighting is uh, is very important because uh, that can help with the shininess of the creature, you know? And I think, uh, honestly, in all the films, believe it or not, that I've seen, like, they do, a, it, it's all very dark. All the films, except the newer Ridley Scott ones, are very are shot very dark. Uh, you know, except for when the actual Alien movie is in the you know the bright parts of the ship, like the mother hub and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything is usually shot pretty dark, and it helps with um, the alien creature. And what's cool is that for the most part, it's they it kept to the practical stuff. Um, even yes. yes. E- even in the latter movies, we do get some CGs, but we we do get a lot of practical um, sequences with you know the aliens, which is awesome. Still, I mean, I really appreciate that because uh, you know there was a movie called uh, was a thing that uh, just used yeah. a completely fucking CGI monster. Oh, it was yeah. a disaster. But uh, what a disaster. Yeah, yeah, the Geiger concept design, you know still holds true um he pretty much designed everything in the that relates to the xenomorph world which is pretty cool that's pretty dope and it's nice that they actually kept the practical stuff even in the latter movies they could have gone really cheesy with it but they uh, i'm glad they really didn't um you know they knew it was a weak movie anyway so why not just keep you know the good shit in there and it did right. like all the movies are, are are pretty gory you know they do a good job of let's say in um in part three right they do a really good job of just showing the alien just execute these like headshots all the time it, I, I guess it's the method of uh, of kill, you know, with the with the projectile tongue, which is, again great design, great mechanism, and it's it's just confusing. Um, e- even now, just talking about it and thinking about it, it's hard to um to think about what Ridley Scott was thinking when he made Prometheus and Covenant. Yeah, um, I have uh, listen. I was a Prometheus apologist. Okay. Uh, yes, you were. I let's. Uh, I listen, remember there listen. was there was an episode we had of this show. I I I, I, <laughs> I was a, a Prometheus apologist. I still I still enjoy the concepts in the movie. The concepts are good. The concepts. You know what? I I agree. I the, agree. The yes. concepts are good. I like I like where Ridley Scott was going. Right. It's just unfortunate that he chose to tie it into Alien because honestly he didn't have to. Right. Um, and, per, yeah. And, uh, before we dive into that, yeah, like I, I just want to say I do agree with that completely. Like, um, I was the opposite. I was like staunchly opposed to Prometheus going, you know, going yes. for the, for this rewatch and uh, checking it out again. I was like, hmm, there's there's actually a lot of good stuff in here. Yeah. 
it's just it, it like we're gonna get into it's just bogged down by so much just garbage like on top of it like it's there's a lot of cool stuff like the the uh, engineers they're a lot neater than I remember them you know yeah like, I, the the concept of them at least because That's... you know the the original alien you know remember you get that weird uh you get that weird guy like the skeleton thing in the seat. Yeah, you get the space jockey um, in the beginning of yeah. the movie, which is yes, also yes. – which, again, like just – I don't – seeing the movies now, there is not a connection there. Right, and that's what I thought these things were going to be. That's what I thought it was supposed to be, honestly. Right, and then that would have made more sense. That would have made me go, oh, okay, you know. Exactly, but- because in in Alien, they you know discover the ship. And they find the space jockey, and it looks like something bursts from the space jockey's chest. Yes, but in, yes. Pr- in Prometheus, there is there's nothing like that. Just at the end, where you get the actual, you know, the guy, uh, you know, the alien bursting open from, you know, from the inside of the of the engineer. You know? Yeah, you know, we'll get to that too, because yeah. like I have a lot of problems with yeah, it as dude. as a scene in general. Yeah, because well, I'll say it now because that's. This is fan service. Like that stuff where it's like, oh, you did that just to have a scene like that. It, it wasn't necessary. Like, even, yeah, it's totally tacked on, dude. Honestly, Absolutely. honestly, though, the engineer should have ripped that shit apart, dude. Like, I don't understand how it, it could succumb to that. You know, I, because I understand the engineers succumbing to the actual, um, the actual liquid, the the, the black oozy substance you know what i mean i understand right. that because it breaks down the body and they did a good job of showing that um, in the beginning how it just broke down the entire body of this one engineer who fell into this waterfall which again was that like begatting life somewhere you know we don't know we don't know yeah exactly, we don't know exactly what that was and then um, the black goo there's a lot of weird shit with the black goo too because it's like it's not a complete body destroyer too like yes. it's also like a, a weird fucking fermentation thing to plant an egg and like it's yeah, so fun. there's a lot of holes. Everything is there's a lot of holes in the entire franchise. All right, uh, yeah. Let's uh, put it that way, okay? But, yeah, when you when you think about like xenomorph logic and like the xenomorph ecosystem, you know, when you when you make something, you like there are, there are concrete rules in place for every monster. Like, no matter what it is, so to, you know, because they're fantastical. You know, you have to put them within our understanding. And, like, it's shit like that, where it's like, you don't understand the, like, we used to. We used to be like, oh, eggs turn into xenomorphs eventually. Yeah, you know? but then, like, like but then what happened to but that? But then how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know? it's like the face huggers, like, it's like, oh, your DNA through them. But then it's like, because they're in Prometheus, right? So, like it starts. <laughs> all right, so in Prometheus, I'm assuming those little worm things, right? Right. That they like the little tiny worm things that they first like, you know, zoomed in to, um, into the shot that showed like like digging into the worms, like maggot looking things, right? Mm-hmm. I guess once the black liquid touched them, they became that snake thing, right? I guess so. Yeah. Like, that's and the then thing. like that was the first kind of face hugger ish. A looking kind of contraption, the the, uh, the way like it kind of you know uh, constricted on the arm, and then like you know it just hugged the face. So th- that was our first kind of taste of the face hugger in Prometheus. Um, yeah. But again, it's um, 
Like, how did the egg thing come about? How was it, like, you know, you know how they mentioned that they were called there by someone? Yeah. Like, it was a trap. And I'm like, who set a trap for you? Like, it, that was never answered either. Because it wasn't the engineers. Like, it's like, what, you know, because they, the only engineer they come across, like, beat the shit out of him, like, because he was taken by surprise. You know? Yeah, and it's like. They fucking woke his ass up. And, they, and he was yeah, like, what it's the like, fuck wh- is this shit? Like, yeah, who let, like, who let the kids out of the cage? Yeah, because it's like, who is calling them there then? Like, who is, who's setting... That's what yeah. I'm saying. There's there's so much about Prometheus as a, like, that just fucks up the alien world for no reason. Yeah, like, like, is, like even Shaw was, like, you know, crying and admitting her defeat. Like, I was totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was totally wrong. I brought us to our deaths, which is yeah. super dark, which is great. In Prometheus... um. One of the only kind of positive things you can take away was Fastbender, right, David? Well, right? There, that like, maybe w- when we talk about the positives, there are a lot of things. I'll, I'll say that outright. David is one of them, yeah. you're right? Because that intro scene is still really good in terms of like a movie. You know, like uh, you know when he's by himself. And yeah, he's, where like, he's going around just looking at dreams and like watching the horse of Arabia, right? Yeah, yeah. Then we, yeah. you know, then through that we figure out, oh, he's the he's the robot for this fucking movie. Yeah, you know, because the original one has a robot. Everyone then, has like, a robot. Each, yeah, <laughs> each and every one has a robot. So yeah, so it's like okay, so he's the robot in this one, and Fassbender's great at it. You know, and um, he's good. Shaw, she's great. You know, that's probably why they wanted to bring it back for Prometheus two originally yeah you know? but um we'll talk about that later. we'll talk about that but yeah. uh she's great you know and my favorite scene in general which you i'm sure you agree is the surgery yeah that was great it, it's probably like um it's probably my favorite horror scene oh really I, like, okay yeah like i was thinking about it and i'm like i like i like a lot of scenes for like uh like just examples that stand out in my mind is uh the um the scary movie talk with Drew Barrymore and Scream. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that scene stands out for me. And then well that was just a quick example. But um this one it's because it, there's so much packed into it. And then as we've talked about over the episodes, like that we love as horror people, like it's from it's from a, a woman's perspective, which we never get. Yeah, that's true. You because know, because there's all so much wrapped in the birth. Like, it, there's a lot of shit on, like beneath it. You know. Yeah. Like in ter- in terms of like imagery and shit. So first of all, it's the birth shit. It's like it's also um, like trying to get it out of her. So it's like uh, yeah, it's C-section bit. Yeah. So like it's not it's not just childbirth. It's C-section shit. Yeah. You know. And then you know, it's you great get a too. Fuck- then you get the alien at the end of it. What's deeper about that too is that uh, she, you know, like she can't have kids, you know. So yeah. Uh, oh yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So, so imagine like finding out you're three months pregnant, right? And then yes. you know having to pretty much abort your own, you know, this abort this child that you were never supposed to have on you know on your own with some kind of contraption. Right. And, uh, you know, that shit's wild. Dude. And then when you think about the way it's filmed, too, it's great because they, they put a camera in the pod. Yeah. Like, it's so good because it's so, like, it's so tight. It's so, like, it's so claustrophobic. And then she's screaming the whole time. It's, like, slicing her open and then zipping her up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that was great. Honestly, that and, was the best and part then, of it. 
Yeah, and then uh, then you get an alien at the end of it. So like, not only is it just a good scene in terms of like body horror, yeah. Then you get an alien. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So uh, Prometheus, I had a lot of issues with Prometheus um, in in second watching it, like just breaking it down, watching it and shit. Like, yeah, at first it was cool because I was down with the concepts, and I was like, I I kind of just wanted it to be good, I guess. Um, right, but. There are still concepts in there that are are still pretty fucking neat, but unfortunately, um, it was it w- they weren't fleshed out. It was everything was kind of thrown together. I agree. Um, uh, the characters especially were thrown together. I don't like the fact that they just had these random characters, like these random not likable characters. Like yeah, uh, for instance, like the first two, like the first guy with the mohawk, who you thought was gonna be badass, it turns out to be like a little bitch. And you know he's the first one to go down. He gets down by the fucking that snake thing, right? And right, then yeah, the other guy who's like the smart ass dude who also was like a dickhead. Like he fucking you know fell like face first into the fucking like puddle of, of black ink and that thing that killed it, or whatever. So mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people you don't like. And then Charlie, I, I didn't like that guy at all. Shaw's boyfriend. Oh, right, like, yes. But, like, he was such a dickhead to David. Like, 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 why are you degrading this robot? You know, like, that's yeah, a like, thing. What was the point of that? Yeah, That's a like, thing throughout the entire series, uh, by the way. Like, that's, like, everyone just degrades the androids, you know? Mm-hmm. It's funny because, like, it was after, it was after the first one that they began to degrade it. Like, remember, they didn't know Ash was a fucking, um, a robot until they started, until they beat the shit out of it with a fucking, you know, with a lead pipe. You know? Oh, right. Yes. So yes. they had no clue about that in the first Alien movie. So it was after that that this kind of disdain for robots kind of, like, just engulfed the entire franchise. Like, every single, like, like movie that I saw um, had some kind of, like, just demeaning shit towards robots and, and androids. And I was like, that's weird. You know, it's weird for um, a future... Like, you know, like a future population in the year, whatever, whatever, you know, just to be, you know, just dicks like that, you know, um, right. it, it made, then, it really made no sense. And then, but yeah, like you were saying, like the entire Prometheus crew is just dicks. Yeah. They you were know, just it's like, not likable, man. And then they said like, you know, cause it's trying to be like the first alien where they're out searching for shit. And, but it, unlike the first alien, they're all just people who just, they threw together you know, in the first alien, they were a team. Exactly. And they were, you know, and they were over each other's bullshit at that point. So when they were being dicks, it was just because they've been on the ship for like fucking a billion years. That's and yeah. exactly that's the thing. Out of um, out of every alien movie, Prometheus is the only one that didn't really have um that team aspect to it. Like obviously, like in the first one, um, the crew was super tight, right? Uh, yes. Until the very end, um, in Aliens. The crew of Marines, super tight. In Alien 3, the crew of ex-prisoners, super tight. Uh, led by Rock, remember that shit? Um, in, uh, even in Resurrection, uh, Ron Perlman and his crew of fucking, of bounty hunters, uh, of bounty hunters or whatever, super tight. So, like, they each, even in Covenant, they had a group of Marines or, like, soldiers yeah. who, who were still a team, who knew each other. But in Prometheus, these people were just, like, they had no idea what was going on, which is weird. Um, like, they never really went into it how the selection process went down. Uh, Vickers, 
Um, Charlize Theron's character just said that she hired some of them personally, but it was like a lot of them were fucking clueless. Like, like, right, yeah. like you're giving up two years of your life. Remember, it took him two years plus to get to that place, and then it, it's going to mm-hmm. take him. So technically, it would take another two plus years t- to go back. So they don't know. So that's at least five years right there of your life, and you don't know what you're doing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, right. really? Like, it didn't make any sense. Everywhere else, p- people knew what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like they right. they knew what what the whole situation was. Like they didn't know exactly what the alien shit was going down, but they knew. Okay, he, all right, guys, we're here to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the goal for today, right? But then these people in in Prometheus, they just agreed, right? And then they were explained what happened only after they got there, right? Right. It wasn't even before. It was after they got there, right? So they were briefed about what exactly they were there for once they got there. It wasn't before, I believe, right? Yeah, I I believe it was before. Okay, so they got briefed before, right? Yeah, or no, no, (laughs) wait, it was... No, they got briefed they, after, right? Yeah, because it's when they were about to fucking go to the planet. And then they got the fucking message about it was when they all yeah, because they all start waking up in the pods two years after they started. Yeah, exactly. Remember? Because yeah. it begins with uh, with Shaw finding the cave paintings, right? Then from there they wake up like two years later in the pods, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's wild. <laughs> that okay, that in itself is just weird. That's why. <laughs> that's why I just um um uh, I question Ridley Scott's uh, decisions here. I, I know he didn't write any of the movies. It's just surprising that his um he didn't have more of a of a control of a story, I guess. Because like, what was the point of him going back to you know to Alien? It wasn't like he created it. It wasn't like it was like George Lucas saying, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go back to Star Wars." Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You were just I a, agree. you were just a director, bro. Like you didn't really create this shit. So my thing is, why does Listen, he gets all the credit in the world for making that first one, but it wasn't his franchise. Um, right. It was it wasn't his story. It wasn't his idea. So now I question why he went back in the first place. When we talked about this before, all right? <laughs> <laughs> when freaking <Yeah. coughs> excuse me, the director of yeah. yes, the director of, of District Nine had a fucking awesome story that it, that was a direct sequel to Aliens Two. All right, yeah. So so you had um. Uh, a Michael Bayhine, right? You had a Hicks still alive, and you also had Ripley, and and both of the actors, uh, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Michael Bayhine, both agreed um, to the script, and they liked the script, and they were all down for it, dude. And then, yeah. and then really, Scott was like, "Oh, wait a minute, I want to make fucking Prometheus over here." And then I was like, "You know what? That could be cool, right?" But you got yeah. shafted. We got fucking hose, Tex. We got we fucking hose, hose, bro. Big time. We did get hose. Yeah. So, speaking of getting hosed, let's talk about the second time we were hosed with this fucking shit, with uh, Alien Covenant. Oh, but I don't, I just, I don't understand Covenant. Um, <laughs> I really don't, because, again, again, you had these awesome concepts from the first one with the engineers and Shaw right. going, all right, so who created them and why did they want to kill us and all this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. <laughs> that was a cool little concept story you had there, right? So, let's follow that. But, like, I, I, I just felt that... He was so I don't know. I think it was just like yeah, an like, egotistical you, thing, right? Like, oh, I know. You know what? I'm wondering. Like, I'm, I'm wondering really how. Scott and this is my thing. I'm the alien guy. I was like, no, you're not, dude. You're a gladiator, bro. All right, so yeah, chill out. No shit. I wonder how that turned into like how Prometheus two turned into Covenant. So, so is it? Is it that the weirdest fucking thing, dude? All right. So check this out. So 
I, I was reading that Ridley Scott apparently wanted to do an original story mm-hmm. in the Alien universe or something like that, right? Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He had an original sci-fi story, and he had fucking um, uh, Numi Rapis already like wrapped up in a contract for, for that story. So he was like, "Fuck it. He, um, I'm, I'm just gonna do this alien shit." So he made his story, which I believe was, you know, in is the engineer story and then he was like you know what fuck it since fox probably threw him a bunch of money they were like listen oh you got new me rapists right um already you know squared into this deal let's get her into this alien shit let's reboot this thing before this this youngling over here this young buck of a uh, uh, of a sci-fi director actually gets funding for this movie you know so and scott was like fuck it i I guess scott was just bored because honestly honestly all right so let's put up really scott's good but but you know let's reel it in a little bit people all right right yeah let's reel it in um i listen alien is one of my favorite horror movies it's one of my favorite movies period it's excellently done that's my favorite really scott movie gladiator right is probably the second one right yeah gladiator is <laughs> pretty good i agree and then what i know his brother rest in peace tony scott he gave us a, a solid top gun which has replay value like crazy through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. I don't watch Gladiator all the fucking time, all right? Alien, I do because I'm a horror guy. But you know, let's let's look at Ridley Scott a little bit, Tex. I think he he's the one responsible for messing up this Alien franchise, my man. Because you had no business to go back there. Like people already tried doing that shit with the Alien versus Predator and all that stuff, right? Like, they already right. wanted to get back into the Xenomorph kind of style. But, like, Ridley Scott's story didn't need any of that. If his core story of the engineers, you know, of, uh, of finding the engineers and everything, that's dope. Listen, I'm totally down with that because that's where my mind goes anyway, anyway, you know, period. But then he had to add this alien, like, undertone to it, which honestly was not necessary. It wasn't necessary at all. And I think he he kind of deaded this franchise, you know? It's gonna take it it's gonna be tough to kind of reboot Alien, honestly. You know, it, yeah. especially yeah. after Prometheus and Covenant came out where 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 that when Prometheus came out would have been the time for a proper reboot, which would have been Bloomcom's kind of story, because you're bringing in Weaver right mm. and you're bringing in fucking behind already so that would have been the proper time for a, a real reboot to if you were gonna pass the torch per se or end the story a la halloween 2018 you know what i mean right right but with ridley scott doing what he did um i think uh he had a story and then he was like fuck it let me just because my name is tied into the first one let me just use this to my advantage and, and kind of also market it that way too because it was also marketed as an alien prequel and and that's unfortunately yeah what that's a lot where of they fucked up for. yeah big yeah, time because because you were you know because like the most direct tie-in to the you know wasn't until the last like little credit scene that was like oh this is direct like direct going oh it, it at least exists in the same universe no but yeah no no but but you're absolutely right like the only real tie-in that kind of it was like a forced tie-in too. This is what I'm saying. This is why I think like he went a- ahead of himself in it because it wasn't you didn't need to do that. Like right. he, yes, it was a fan service thing, as you mentioned yeah. before. And like I mentioned before, the way you scripted the whole thing, right? Like you seem to make these these architects. I'm sorry, these engineers, um, really fucking powerful. But how is this guy going down to this like 
fucking face hugger. Right. Yes. Yes. I I thought that was disappointing. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, because because he was batting them away like nothing. You know, because because it, 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 it's like oh, he's a like this engineer is a god. He's like a god, know? right? And yeah, he just goes down like you know I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of issues with that stuff, and I think the whole uh, the main deal with that is the the kind of weaving of the alien of the actual xenomorph universe into what really scott wanted to put out for everybody yeah which was this kind of yeah i'm sorry uh which was this kind of his take on a a religious kind of thing honestly yeah and then when you get to covenant it's all generic again yeah it's like what's the point and it's like and that's more so like you see in covenant you you get more of what he was trying to do he was it was more uh, along the lines of like, um, you know, like uh, he was for sure injecting like, you know, religious tones into it. Because even mm-hmm. like a, a Billy Crudup, for example, he was the the only Christian. You remember like a covenant? So he was like, oh, right. I don't know if they'll follow me because of my beliefs so of, you know, believing in God or whatever it was he was like into. So it was really I understood it because, you know, like I was looking into that stuff primarily too what his main idea was and his main idea was more along the lines of 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 a story of where did we come from right mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was the story that that really scott wanted to do with numi rapis and elizabeth shaw um he didn't want to tell a xenomorph movie and you can tell you you, you can see it because it doesn't feel at all like his original you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's so disconnected from the original that it's like why are you even doing it the even the the way it's directed and everything it doesn't really feel like a big time director like really scott kind of pulled this shit off you know there was nothing special about it i go back to the characters being very dislikable uh shelly Theron's character which is very which is very deep which happens to be the deepest character probably in the entire you know like movie because she turns out to be the daughter of waylon right who's conflicted mm-hmm. because waylon treats david like a son um and there's this cool little like family conflict going back and forth which again like if you wanted to like include that in your little story of 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 the journey to go where you came from that's cool because you can add the Wayland and yutani a company into everything because it just it just it just doesn't have to be xenomorph shit you know what i mean obviously um it, it proves that um the owner of the Wayland yutani corp uh the guy played by guy pierce right he he was getting old and he wanted to live forever pretty much mm-hmm. uh, it was a rich guy who wanted to live forever and paying a lot of money to scientists to find out how he can prolong his life. That was the central story. This is what I'm saying. Like that was more, that story was a simpler way to just go instead of having to inject all this black ink and stuff like that. It was very weird. Um, mm-hmm. And in hindsight, seeing it now, like because I, I've seen all the alien movies pretty much the last two days, it doesn't connect. It doesn't yeah. connect at all. Um, it doesn't feel like a part of it. And it, uh, it's disappointing that he made a sequel to Prometheus. Because in the sequel, you erase all the good ideas and concepts you created in the first one. So pretty much in the sequel, David and Shaw supposedly... Uh, no, I'm sorry. They find where the engineers came from, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it was a planet full of engineers that uh you know were where our dna comes from are the engineers as we learned in prometheus so they yes. found the planet we learn that david releases the payload of this black you know like weapon on the entire planet so he just kills the entire population of engineers and mm-hmm. 
we find out later that he just went crazy as a robot, right? Because yeah. he pretty much, you know, did experiments on Shaw. It shows Shaw on a table, like opened up and dissected, like in a, you know, like on a morgue table. It's it's odd to see Covenant because everything that was created for David and the kind of character and the persona he had was kind of dissolved in, in Covenant because now you had this robot who had this kind of idea, which he still kind of brings in Covenant, right? As, as being, right. hey, listen, like, why do you want to serve these people? But then you make him a bit non-android. You know, he was too human. Um, He, he was too human in his antagonistic ways. For example, in, in the first one, he's very precise you know everything he does has that that scheme behind it has a certain it has an execution behind it that's very perfect you know it's very very proper you know um mm. it's very um android very um robot like and then that kind of i don't understand how that fades away um and his programming you know what i mean like right it yeah. just it, it's like how did this robot just go rogue like that you know mm-hmm. and then david meets uh walter Who's like the upgrade to the, the actual David model, right? Which is pretty much fast banded with an American accent. And Walter is again the robot of the movie. So every new movie has a fucking robot. Like Winona Ryder was the robot in Resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, you had uh, was there a robot in um in in the third one actually? Shit, you know what? That was not a robot in part three, man. That's probably why no one remembers it. Dude, speaking of which, like, it's a David Fincher movie, right? I was looking at it in, like, a film student kind of way to see if there was any kind of, you know, David Fincher stuff in it. You know, because, you know, Fincher did Seven and Fight Club and stuff like that. And he, right. he did movies that stand out. This movie does not stand out. Um, I definitely think it was, like, a money grab. It, um, yeah. You know, it's, um, there's not much to take away from that movie. Oh, you know what's funny about that one? Um, hmm. uh, let's see what I have over here. What do I have? It was, um, a reach to continue the story of Ripley. So in part two, right, we see them get away from, uh, from the queen, which I think was <laughs> a very cool ending t- to that whole, like s- the whole story arc of Ripley, right? <laughs> because you went from her in this, you know, in, in deep space and dealing with that shit. And then her kind of, you know, with his Marines kind of ad- killing the fucking queen and ending it all supposedly. And so that, that was a cool ending. And then you had to do part three, which I think was unnecessary. So in part three, the whole gimmick was um, the ship that they got away when in part two and aliens, you know, kind of uh, it was like a malfunction and they were thrown into this desolate prison planet or planet that's like totally trash. The girl dies, right? New and Hicks dies as well in the pods when the prank crashed. So Ripley was the only one who survived. And again, it's a movie where I question why it was even made. Uh, it was weird because supposedly Ripley had an alien inside. That was the whole thing with part three. And that alien was supposed to be a queen. I don't know how she knew that, but she did. And part three is, is very, is very forgettable. I had to see it again just to actually remember what happened. The character's not really likable. Very, it's very dark. It's very grimy. Again, the great gore. Part three, honestly, was the goriest one out of all of them. A lot of brain uh, matter floating about and stuff, which is pretty mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, it's uh, it's another idea 
to just extend this Ripley character, which, again, I don't understand why. But part three at least had that team aspect again. It had some decent characters in it. It it, it was pretty merciless in terms of, like, who was dying. Like, the alien was killing fucking everyone, which was pretty dope. But part three sucks. Uh, Yeah, I mean, at least... At least one and two were good, you know. When when thinking about the rest of them, at least like one and two like nailed it for different reasons. It, yeah, g- going back to Terminator, it's just like Terminator. Terminator one and two nail it in different ways, you know. But it, they they come out much better than the rest of the franchise. Like and, uh, in, uh, yeah. for example, in Part Four in Resurrection, like what the hell is that all about? So it was yeah. like it's like they cloned Ripley. I don't know from what. That's the thing too. They cloned her. A bunch of times until she came out perfect so her blood was acid as well it was very confusing it was like a super ripley and yeah. um it was hard it was hard to watch when it's, i watched it's it dumb yeah it was dumb uh you know who wrote it hmm. joss whedon oh hmm. surprising right i guess he needs look, some money for a project right i mean look uh, people love joss whedon hey i guess he needed to fund buffy or something right yeah like people love joss whedon for buffy and I like buffy. that is i know you like buffy that's why i'm like i'm treading lightly here he did avengers right but he he did avengers that's the thing he did yeah avengers is good like, yeah that's what i was i was gonna say i was like yeah but he He's done one thing I really like, but Fire, like, oh, Firefly though he did Firefly. Yeah, I I'm no, you're not a Firefly. No, <laughs> no, no on Firefly for me. No, oh, but, man, Firefly's great. Yeah, Joss Whedon has a very distinct style, and if you're not about it, you're not about it. You know what I mean? I, I guess text like, text ain't about that life. I'm not about that life. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Why not? Why? What is it about Joss Whedon's style? I don't know. I've really only liked it in Avengers because it's so Weird. exaggerated. Ah, you know what? Yeah, it's very. Um, I don't. I don't like. I don't like things where people don't sound like people. It's very like, graphic I, novel. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like you know. It's, it's a yeah. comic book. It's very. It's like reading through a comic book. Exactly. Like a everybody's bunch of one-liners, got a, right? Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got a one-liner, and no one sounds like they're they're somebody. You know. No I never one, really like, thought about it like that, but you're right. Yeah, and that's why Avengers works so well, and that's why his style works so well. Because Avengers you know? is a fucking comic book. It's supposed to sound like that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's supposed to be exaggerated. They're supposed to have one-liners. They're supposed to have this goofy shit, you know? And, like... Oh, yeah. Dollhouse? How about Dollhouse? Uh, I don't even... I, that's the one with Eliza Dushu, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the only reason I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I went, I went through. I went through a big Eliza Dushku phase because yeah. uh, I saw. I saw Bring It On. I was. I was. Oh my god! I was going to say Bring It On. It was fucking great. I love Bring It On. It was. Dude, bring that It On movie was surprisingly also. Good. Yeah, that's the other thing. I was just going to say. Uh, my sister, like, she was mad into that movie, and she got me into that movie because, like, she she would. You know, we only had the one TV. You know, one VCR. So bring she It On it. was yeah. fucking awesome. All right. Yeah, I, I've seen that shit. Like, I, we went through like a whole fucking couple of months where I saw this shit like every like every other day. Basically, I don't blame you. Yeah, um, and you know what's great too? It's great that the Toros went at the end, right? 
Like, Yo, word. It, it's or, great that you know the that they lose, right? That the Clovers win. Yeah, that's yeah. so great. Yeah, yeah, the Clovers, right? It was the Clover? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, the Toros lost. The Toros is the, yes. of, the of the of the red team. Yeah, the yes. Clovers won, which is awesome. It's not like <laughs> it's not like a, a redemption movie because it's not supposed to be like that, you know? Yeah, because they they were stealing. And, like, they legit were fucking stealing everything, which is great. Yeah, and it, it worked out. It was great. Like it's that was a surprise. And, jazz hands, uh, baby, jazz hands. <laughs> that's why I fell in love with Eliza Dushku. But uh, I was like, oh, who's this? And you know, yeah, so, man. Like uh, back to Alien. Just to wrap this Alien conversation up, there's not much else to cover. Um, right. One thing that I did notice. Um, a slight little connection from uh, Alien to Prometheus was in the scene where um, they finally uh, get rid of um, Ash and they burn him down. When his mm-hmm. skin melts, he looks like an engineer. And like, I guess that's where Ridley Scott was like, oh, this can be like that. Who knows if that's the tie-in that he like? Yeah, maybe that he maybe. initially thought of or saw. You know, maybe. But it's a cool little nod, uh, like knowing what the engineers like resemble, and and just seeing the fact that they like shot that scene and they shot it until the the skin of the android was pretty much peeled off to expose the entire you know yeah. the android face until it was like all engineer white, which is pretty dope. But yeah, um, another great part, man. Like again, Alien is so elite in terms of just everything, um, especially in characters, man. I liked all the characters, you know. They all did their thing. They all served their purpose. Um, they, they, for instance, who would have thought Parker was going to be one of the last ones alive? Right? Right. And yeah. I Parker and Lambert. Who the fuck would have thought Dallas would have gotten got like that? And, and that's why it was so good. Um, because it really, uh, it started to pick off all these people who you didn't expect and really focus on, on Ripley and these other characters who just kind of, stood out and I guess had a chance to kind of stand out because of the way it was written. It was really cool. And that I think really helps the movie because you don't know where it's going to go. It's all that imagery, all that stuff working together. And that's what it is. Like it's one movie that got it. And it was so good that even back then they were like, we need more of these. Yeah. That was, that was like, I mean, well, yeah, it was what peak peak sequel making time. Well, yeah, like, yeah, because part three came out in ninety two. Yeah, because stuff stuff now is like made with a franchise in mind, but back then, in order to get sequels, you had to have a really good movie first. You know, like that's why, like even Home Alone had like a like it's like you yeah you word. didn't you didn't get one until you earned it back then. And and Alien was one where it's like the movie did so well, they were like the studio was like shit. Let's get more of these. And people were like, shit, let's see more of this, you know? And somewhere along the line, it lost the way. Part three, right about there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> somewhere after part two, it lost its way. <laughs> yeah. And, like, even when it tries to find its way back, it just – it doesn't. But you're right. Uh, because the first one to hold so strongly – like the franchise, has the first one, just, the first one all, holds so strong it's, that it's the rest of it's riding on that one, dude. Dude, like, it's, it, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like this is why, unfortunately, Fox went back to Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, because because the first one is so iconic. Because the first one still holds up in terms of in terms of just pure filmmaking. Um, yes. If you include the, the ensemble, the score, the cinematography. 
the lighting, right? Like, like everything, every little aspect, every little detail, even, you know, what was great watching all the details, watching all the mechanics of all the little like moving parts and stuff of the ship. Like how mm-hmm. they had like certain things practically open, how they had certain things practically like light up, like when um when they were activating that mother hub, they, this this light sequence would appear. It was it, it was dope. They made like everything practical and like alive, which is really cool. And you really on like second and third watch, you really notice all the little details that went into making this thing great. And this is why it stands up because to the very little minute detail this thing holds up you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and it's unfortunate that um three four you know and prometheus and covenant couldn't hold up uh, at all anywhere near parts one or two you know right let alone part one they couldn't even make a passable action yeah because again because again the concept of the xenomorph isn't it's tough to fly by you know like, if you're not dealing specifically with Ripley, like, how are you gonna explain the shit? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. um, it's tough to do a proper reboot without having a method of, like, actually discovering everything all over again. You know what I mean? Unless you're gonna have to include a Ripley file or a Ripley flashback or, you know, some kind of, you know, detailed historical document where, where Sigona Weaver shows up and talks like an AI or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's tough. To make the Xenomorph concept goes along with Ripley, in my opinion. It's like I said earlier. The Alien franchise is the Ripley franchise. If you go back to it, this is why Prometheus and Covenant don't even come close to even being a good part of the, of, of what you call an Alien franchise. Because it doesn't include Ripley. Every single movie from 1, from Aliens, the, uh, Part 3 and Resurrection, includes Ripley. You know, they even had to clone Ripley to get her into part four. That's how essential she is to the actual Xenomorph story. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to get into the convoluted story of part four because I'd be here rambling very angrily for hours. But um, it's, uh, it's in my opinion, the core of the story, right, is Ripley. Mm-hmm. Um, you're following this woman who, to wrap everything up, uh, this whole alien talk up, you're following this woman who has completely been through hell. If you think about it, she has lost everything. Well, once she gets picked up in part two, she realizes she's woken up like 50 years later or something like that. Her daughter is an old woman that doesn't remember her mother, right? Whatever life she had. So she experiences this loss. And then she finds Newt, who is like, uh, becomes like a daughter to her, right? And then in part three, she wakes up again to find this loss because she died during the crash, right? And then in part four, even the clone, they wake up the clone and then she finds this room full of old clones that um, she realizes that they've been trying to get her clone for a while and there's all these clones that have suffered, right? And then we realize that the queen is actually, like, which is wild. You know, I'm going to get to it real quick. All right, so in, in, res- <laughs> in Resurrection, right, they cloned Ripley, right? And, the, and they cloned the Ripley that had the alien queen inside of her. So they they clone her to get the alien queen. And once they get the alien queen, apparently because she was part of Ripley, the alien, um, the birthing method of the alien becomes like human. She has a womb now, which is fucking wild. So she gives birth to this like alien humanoid. It's that crazy looking alien with the eye sockets, remember from part four, right? Right. 
So it's the alien that gets sucked into outer space with the guts. That's one of the most memorable parts of that movie. And it's like, the movie sucks so much, but that part was dope where (laughs) that alien was just, it was looking like noodles flying through that fucking, that space trap. Um, but even in part four, um, there's a connection between this humanoid space alien and Ripley because it thinks Ripley is the mother and she has to kill it. So throughout the entire series, it's, this story of this woman who has gone through major loss and major suffering and has always overcome. Um, and this is the roots of a very good horror story, as we've t- talked about before, is about a woman um, who's strong, right, who goes through a lot, who who suffers, who, you know, bleeds for the story, uh, who sacrifices for the story. And you don't get a good xenomorph alien story without Ripley. And we saw that with with Prometheus and with Covenant. We saw how convoluted and how crazy the, everything got. How just like how how all the little like ropes and all the little ties leading to like the web of, of the story were just breaking apart because you didn't know where it was going to go because like the story was just so not written well in terms of finality and execution that you're like what the fuck is going on and it's they did a piss poor job of even trying to tie everything together because even in covenant you don't get a response as to the black liquid and what the hell that was all about and the payload as to how that was created nothing so you get all these concepts that were created and they just blow up on each other because the director decided to do the movie again And, and which by the way i've said this before Alien Covenant is just like a remake of all of Ridley Scott's sequels. Like they have, like if you look at all his movies and all his sequels, he takes a little bit of all his movies and puts it in Covenant. So it's a sequel of like all his fucking movies, and it's trash. But uh, but yeah, in my opinion, the best thing to come out of Alien was the character of Lieutenant Ripley. The Xenomorph itself is an iconic, you know, monster, and uh, I think if those two things are the only two things we can really take away from like this franchise, I think it's a success. Um, yeah, I agree. Barring all the trash I just had to sit through, but um, I think the the characters of Ripley um, and the iconic design of Geiger they were embedded so well in part one and in part two that like you know we always craved more, and unfortunately we always got not what we wanted it was like a halloween it's a, it was exactly like a halloween situation right we got a good part one a good part two we tried to get that magic back in all these sequels and we tried with covenant like and covenant and prometheus were like the rob zombie sequels that fell flat right so now yes. we're waiting for a reboot to kind of finalize everything which should have been the fucking neil bloom movies right which would have yeah which would have closed it out just like the laurie strode story in halloween yeah because if they they're gonna try that with sigourney weaver you know know at ripley one more time as they should like, why not they, sigourney weaver does deserve that opportunity i of agree like being doing one last like ripley run <laughs> a good uh, one like, too dude yeah like geez. that's what it is like if it wasn't neil blomkamp that's fine because i have my own like opinions about him but um as long as it's with someone good you know it's probably no one we've ever heard of either you know who knows you know, and as long as Ripley <laughs> I mean, gets a good ending, I Ripley know. does deserve that ending. You're right. Like, she really does, man. Like we need that. Um, we need that last. We need that last good one. Like that's what it is. We yeah, need the, the last good one. Like a go down in flames kind of shit. You know. Yeah. Like in part three, she she kills herself in that lava pit by holding the alien as it bursts out of her stomach. But right, it's like, dude, that's a farce, bro. 
It's a farce. That being said, completely off topic, thank goodness, the new Scooby-Doo movie comes out on uh, VOD oh, next yeah. week, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. at least we got something new to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got, we got Scooby-Doo to look forward to. We got Scooby-Doo to look forward to. And uh, Mortal Kombat, they're doing a little update. I think it, like towards the end of May, May 23rd. And uh, Robocop is getting added as like a little DLC fighter. So that's going to be cool. Uh, you know, and Peter Weller is coming back to, to voice him. That's fucking great. Peter Weller is a yeah. fucking man. Oh, yeah, because it's like uh, how they brought back Keith David for Spawn. Yeah, you, you were saying how they brought back Keith David to voice Spawn um, in yeah. Mortal Kombat. That's fucking great. They do a great job. You know, they've been doing an outstanding job with that game the last several years, man. Yeah, what was it? The the last one they brought in Jason Leatherface MK10. Alien. I remember. Yeah. yeah, was it Alien? They put a Xenomorph in there. They put Predator. Uh, fuck. What else? They they did some wild shit this year. It was it was the Arnie Terminator. So you had the D800. Uh, now you get RoboCop. He had Spawn. Spawny boy! <laughs> Spawn. Yeah. And I think that was... Oh, and I think there's a rumor that they're going to add uh, fucking Ash next for fucking Evil Dead. Interesting. Yeah, so that's going to be... Should be fun, weird. fun, fun. Hell yeah. Oh, also, um, uh, I know you uh, mentioned that uh, there's um, a remake coming out, right? That okay. uh, casted one Nev Campbell. Oh, okay. No, no. Uh so, uh, Scream Five, yeah. So, Scream Five, Scream Five, is Scream Five a remake or is it like uh, a sequel okay, to the story? So, <laughs> so the uh, it's too long to get into now, but the the short of it is, Scream Four was them the meta. It, it was the Scream way of doing a like a, a sequel reboot. Yeah, because because when Scream Four came out, that you know we went through that phase where like every movie was a uh, a sequel trying to reboot the series. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Tell me about it. No, no. Yeah, like and Scream Four was that. Like they that was their play on that. They were trying to be a sequel that rebooted it. So now, if Nev Nev Campbell says uh, they're having talks about it with the Ready or Not directors. Mind you, so like that's already a plus in my. That's good I mean, news. Yeah, and now Nev Campbell, like if 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 she does decide to come back, th- I mean she comes back for all of them, but like Scream Four was surprising in the fact that she came back and did it. Like it, there was I I I don't I can't remember Kevin Williamson was involved. I remember he passed, but I don't know if it was. Before. Do you think she's less- being called to play Sydney again? Oh yeah! Like, if you're doing it, it, like it's a sequel. It's the Scream Five. So if anything, it is going to be like a Halloween 2018, where it's okay. like a sequel. Like it, uh, this is what this is now. I think because Scream Four was that. Scream Four was her like getting sucked back into it. Yeah, and so like Part Five will will have to be like if it is a sequel. And uh, it is because they're they're still calling it Scream Five. There's no like any. There's no title that says like before the scream or some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Before (laughs) the scream. Before the phone call. Yeah, or like new scream. Or like scream the next generation or some shit like that. But like, um, it it is going to have to be the one last ride. If Sydney's (laughs) in it, like it it is going to have to be like, Sydney's got to bite it finally. Fast and Furious 99, one last ride. (laughs) Yeah, because like, (laughs) well, I didn't want to get into it too much because we're running long, but um, in in part four, she's basically like a superhero now. That's what they made Ripley in fucking Alien Resurrection. Pretty much a superhero. 
because she survived so many of these, you know? And, like, now she's just, like... And it didn't help that the killers are, like, high school-aged, you know? Like, in the original. And she's an adult. So it's like she's an adult fighting children. And she's been... She's had practice at this. You know? And, like... And she's already, like, constantly on edge. You know? <laughs> that's that's great. It's like, wait a minute. I had to think about it. I was like, wait a minute. She's an adult fighting children. And she's had practice at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You gotta she's fight those a- children. Those fucking teenagers. Yeah, she's she's fought teenagers since she was a teenager. You know? So now, so now, if she's out ki- killing teens, so <laughs> does she become the bad guy then? No, no. <laughs> she they're they're coming at her like they're making her dirty her hands. You know, it's like you didn't ask for this, or it's like I there was it they drew first blood, not me. You know? <laughs> hey, yo, they drew first blood. They drew first blood, not me. But yeah, like it's gonna have to be the like, like all you wanted was a meal, right? Yeah, I mean, Nev Campbell to me, like Scream Four was that. So like that's why I'm interested. I I don't know. Now I'm a little concerned because Scream Four was that one last ride for me. You know, like I got what I needed out of the like the Sydney character. Welcome to the franchise party. That's what happened with Halloween. It just kept coming back, and it kept coming back. It was worse and worse until just 2018. Yeah, I know. Like I mean, Scream Three was that for me. Like even Scream Two was. Like even back then when I saw Scream Two, I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it felt like a reach, right? Even back then, part two felt like a reach. Yeah, and I was like, you can't do part two. And like, part one ended so well. Part one was so well ended. Scream is such a per. Oh man, see, yeah. we're getting into this, but like, yeah, we gotta have a scream show because, like, yeah, because it's the that, first one is a perfect movie. Like, it's yeah, perfect. I definitely love. Um, uh, give it up for Skeet Ulrich. Come on, I mean, yes, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought Skeet Ulrich fucking had the chops and fucking um. Fucking Scooby, fucking Shaggy, what's his face again? Um, Matthew Lillard, dude. dude. Yeah, that's his best acting to date. All right, they, like it. We'll we'll definitely talk about this on a Scream episode someday. They were like, so they, good, dude. It was such like a, if you if you wanted to teach people how to write killers, yeah, and how to write like sociopaths. That's how to do it. It like, was so a, cringy because it was so like kind of they were raw, so it, you know? it was yeah, raw, it was so it was off, real. It was, yeah, it was off the cuff. Like it felt like they were just in the moment. You know, it felt so real. Yeah, especially like, when he stabbed them like like too deep. It's like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, you, really, you really got me, Billy. <laughs> yeah, that's so good, man. Yeah, but, but uh, let's end this episode right there before we get into another scream episode. And no but, um, shit, because like, uh, now, like yeah. Fired up over here. <laughs> but thanks for joining us um, before we before we got deep into scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I hope you enjoyed the chat about Alien and uh, Ridley Scott and how much of a hack I think he is now. Um, <laughs> we forever will love the original Alien movie and its sequel. It's in an, another another tier of um, – that's why we really you know, spoke about it because we didn't yeah, need to. There was, there was nothing T2, to talk about baby. there. It's T2, baby. Like, yeah. T2 is just good. Yeah, that's you it. just accept it. Like, you, yeah. you had this. It was nothing to discuss. The cast was awesome. <laughs> I love the entire Marine cast. It's just, right? it look, it's just a good movie. That's it, dude. Like, that's all it is. It's a, that's another one where it's just a perfect movie. Yeah, like, like it just works. You got Paul Reiser being the dickhead. Like, come on. It, dude, uh, it's so good. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And with that, folks, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, make sure you check out all our social feeds. The Instagram, the Facebook, um, the Twitter stuff. Uh, check, check out our SoundCloud and check out the Apple Podcast, wherever you get all your podcasts. Check it out. 
Um, and thank you again to Glenn Morawski for the intro music. Love it. Um, and thank you all to you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are actually listening. Thank you so much for that. Um, we love talking about this shit and we will put it out as long as we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, thank you to Tex all the way from Teja, the Lone Star State, <laughs> um, NickValdezacombook.com. And thank you, everyone. And, uh, <laughs> and stay safe out there. Make sure to take care of each other. Make sure to wash those hands still. Just because certain things are getting a little bit less drastic doesn't mean we have to stop being cautious. All right, people? Mm-hmm. It's a scary world out there. But we're here to walk you through it.